This episode of Stories of an Extraordinary Industry is brought to you by Densdeck Roofboards. To learn more, go to densdeck.com slash stop callbacks. Welcome to Stories of an Extraordinary Industry podcast, a production of NRCA. I am your host, Jared Ribble. This podcast is about telling stories that would make you proud of the great things being done in the roofing industry and that you might learn something along the way. If this is your first time listening, welcome along. If you like what you hear, give the podcast a thumbs up and a rating in whatever podcast platform you are listening to. In 1968, an African-American woman from Brooklyn, New York, was the first black woman to be elected to the United States Congress. Her name was Shirley Chisholm. She was one of many firsts, not only for African-American women, but for women in general. Shirley once said, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. She was not going to be boxed out simply because of her race or gender. The strides Shirley would make in politics are not unlike some of the strides being made today in the roofing industry. Where there had primarily been no women, there are now. Where we thought women had no interest, we are seeing differently. Where we left no room for women at our roofing tables, well, they brought their folding chairs and joined us anyway. Fast forward 55 years from when Shirley was elected, and let's travel to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where we find Hillary McPartland, a new kind of woman pioneer. She isn't running for election. She's running a successful roofing company. I'm a third generation roofer and first woman running the the company. (laughs) We've heard from a few third generation roofers on our podcast, but none quite like Hillary. While all future CEOs of companies tend to help progress the business forward, Hillary's spin on this has mainly been seen through setting an example. Hillary brought her folding chair and just simply got to work. My grandfather was actually an accountant uh, for his roofing company or a roofing company um, in New York. And he was a little too efficient doing the books and had a bunch of extra time and started doing things in the field and, uh, you know, learned the trade, then taught his sons, my uncle Kevin and my dad, Brian, um, had a roof when they lived in San Francisco after moving out there in the 60s, (laughs) as many New Yorkers did. Um, They started their own McPartland Roofing Company there and moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico in the early 80s and created the Santa Fe, New Mexico uh, McPartland Roofing. We're about 41 years in now. I worked for the company as a laborer on the roof when I first started. Of course, before that, when I wasn't even allowed to be on the roof, I was in the yard because I was the kid who didn't really want to be in the office, but I also didn't want to be at home taking care of my brother and sister. (laughs) So uh, I, I was in the yard learning how to do tools or building tree houses at my own house. And that progressed into being on the roof when I was 18 and kind of coming back and forth 
from college to get some pocket money, pay my way. The story is as old as time. Your family owns a roofing company. You go off to college and work occasionally on your summer breaks. When asked if she saw herself coming back into the family business, Hillary said, Absolutely not. (laughs) Although, I mean, I think there was a piece of me that liked the challenge of being in a male-dominated industry and being one of the few, you know, but like making it change or being part of the change. We are most influenced into thinking we can do a certain job when we see someone who looks like us in that same role. This is the exact example of what flipped Hillary's world around and put her on the path to where we find her today. I remember I wasn't on the roof yet. I was still doing was kind of on the roof, like doing some sales stuff with my cousin and, you know, just trying to to support the company, just whatever it took. And there were two women who were crew members. And I just thought that was so cool, inspiring. And they, they didn't look like men, they looked like women, you know, like there's a stereotype of like, oh, if you're a woman in construction, you know, you must be like trying to be a man. And one of them was married to one of the other roofers and they were just dynamic and hardworking and they were really good at what they did. And I was so inspired by that. So that was kind of my first exposure to any women in construction. Then when I got on the roof, I think I was the only woman in the company at the time. I think we maybe had one woman in the office. That was it. But like the whole entire company, 50 employees was was men. The spark Hillary received when seeing women in the field would not be the beginning of an influx of women roofers, nor would it be the beginning of Hillary's full-time transition to her family's company. In fact, many years would pass until Hillary would join McPartland Roofing, and even then, she would still be one of the few women, if not the only woman, in the company. I came back as, as a sabbatical from being a teacher and that one year, I was like, okay, I'm just going to help because my degree is in leadership, my master's is in leadership. And I was like, oh, I'm going to help them get some systems and let my dad retire. And um, it nothing had really changed, you know, 17 years and nothing had really changed. Not, not that nothing, but it hadn't made enough progress. So that's what convinced me to stay or challenged me to stay, I guess. <laughs> I knew that there was more that needed to be done and my mom wasn't well and my dad needed more time to focus on them Um, so I started doing more and more and you know I've been running multi-million dollar school districts (laughs) and in schools so those kinds of things were already easy for me even though it was like public sector moving into private sector was a little bit of a transition so the more that I could take over the ease to ease the burden on my parents um, and it was really fun. So it just, he was happy and was willing to take a step back and he was ready to retire anyway. Um, and I think that he loves the fact that I'm his daughter and he's very supportive of women in roofing. He was one of the first businesses to support National Women in Roofing when we opened a New Mexico chap- chapter. Uh, so it, it was an easy transition, maybe not with the workforce. It was an easy transition for her family, but not their workforce. When we come back, we will find out what that means and so much more. 
Your roof job from six months ago is calling, and it's probably not to say thank you. Remember when they said a coverboard didn't matter? That's because building owners don't always think about the battering their rooftops may take over a lifetime. Densdeck roof boards help protect against routine foot traffic, future installs like solar panels or HVAC, catastrophic weather events, and fire. Make sure Densdeck roof board doesn't get value engineered out of your next job. You'll strengthen your rooftops and your client relationships. Visit densdeck.com slash stop callbacks for more information. We've been talking with the CEO of McPartland Roofing in Santa Fe, New Mexico, Hillary McPartland. Hillary was telling us the transition from her dad running the company to Hillary running the company was an easy one for the family, but suggested it was not an easy transition for their workforce. When asked about those workforce growing pains with her transition, she said, There are still growing pains. And most of the growing pains were, oh, you only worked, you know, in the summers. You don't know enough about roofing and you can't tell us what to do. But I quickly proved to myself, you know, I've been part of every training I could possibly do, uh, reading technical bulletins. And my undergraduate was in science and I kind of geek out at that, like the details of specs and um, information when it comes to chemicals or components or why you have to install something the way you have to do it. That is just natural to me. So I think that has been one of the big things that has allowed me to get respect from the crew. Um, the office was also a little bit of a transition because, you know, I'm the daughter. Oh, I'm just walking in and it's being handed to me. But again, I, you know, I've worked very hard to make sure I learned every aspect of the business. Like I walk in and if there's something on the floor, I pick it up. Uh, if the bathroom needs to be cleaned, I clean it. Uh, if, if we're short handed on a crew, I've gotten up and I've done work. You know, I, I have feel like the way that I've earned a lot of respect in the company has been by showing that I'm not above anybody. I'm part of the team. Hillary's determination to show up and do whatever she could to help move the company forward garnered her immense respect from the McPartland roofing workforce. Just before she took over the company, she was attending the International Roofing Expo and heard a presentation from National Women in Roofing that inspired her to do some unprecedented things back in Santa Fe. One of the things, big takeaways was I noticed there were still like a lot of women who were in, on the administrative side and I wasn't meeting people who were on the labor side um, in the field. And when I talked to uh, Georgia, the, our office manager about it, she was like, yeah, you know, I've never been on a roof. They said, you worked for the company for 16 years and you've never been on a roof. So I immediately made a policy that anybody who works for the company, you know, bar like even barring like any kind of disability, we'll find a way to get you on a roof, whether it's like going up through an elevator and walking out on it or whatever that looks like. We want anybody who works for McPartland Roofing needs to know roofing or at least 
be on a roof, you know? So we've, that's been a new thing. And once we started doing that, it was kind of a quick transition, like, oh, let's, let's do this. Like nobody's doing this. Let's, let's see if we can find women who also want to be on the roof. Yes, you can find women that want to be on the roof and for an important purpose. We were bidding uh, a job with Girls Inc. of Santa Fe. And I have just always been really inspired by Girls Inc. and, and their female empowerment for, from all ages. And the girls that come out of that program are, are just amazing, stellar women. So we were like, let's see if we can get the female crew to do Girls Inc. And we can att- use that to attract women. We can hire women, you know, and of course, we needed to train them so we couldn't just like get a bunch of women together and throw them on a roof. But um, we had some transition, mostly, it was mostly women to start. Um, And then by the time we got to our next big commercial job, um, we had a full women crew. The recruitment felt a little easier at the time. Um, It was, I was in 2018 and carried through basically until we shut down temporarily when COVID hit. Um, But we were kind of rocking it and we were getting a lot of response from our female customers. And there are roofs that need replacing where having a man on site just may not be as comfortable as having a woman there instead. We went to go work at the uh, Solace Crisis Treatment Center, which was is for like Uh, rape and sexual assault. And they were so inspired too, by the fact that we could have a female crew there, you know, to, because a lot of the women who have already been through some trauma, having women going in and out of the building was a lot easier than, than having to, you know, set times and schedules when we could have our male crew go in and out. Um, So that, that was one of the key pieces. And there's just been a lot of women who feel safer having other women around. They're not always comfortable with men or feel like they're being talked down to. And even if men aren't, you know, intending to do that, sometimes it just happens. And I think that's been a strength. And then, of course, we all experienced a pandemic. We continue to try to recruit women. Uh, Unfortunately, we were not able to keep everybody. Most of it had to do with uh, women having to take care of their kids and when their kids were home they didn't want to leave them even if they had somebody else to take care of them um we we've tried to encourage you know child care programs and doing other things like that we unfortunately have lost a lot um to drug and alcohol abuse we've also offered you know rehabilitation and uh paying for programs but it just it that has been the biggest setback, I think, for keeping and maintaining the, the all-female crew. While Hillary's job to find and retain a solid workforce is ongoing, she continues to see the value of women working at all levels of the roofing industry. She values this so highly that she is constantly looking for ways to meet women where their strongest needs are and looks for opportunities to advance the women who do work for her in unique and empowering ways. The importance of having women in any career, in any level, is that it's hard to see 
yourself in a position when you don't see other people like you, right? That represent you. And to not see a woman on the roof doesn't even give you the inspiration. Like, how am I going to know that that's an option? Like, I'm just going to think, oh, I I can't do that work. If I um, feel like I can't do that because there's nobody else doing it, or I didn't have the inspiration of having those two women when I was younger to, to see them out in the field. Like I wouldn't have thought that they would even hire me. So it's the exposure to the opportunity is one. I think there are a lot of women like me who would prefer to be on the roof rather than be stuck inside. Like I hate it. <laughs> I like physical labor and I think there are other women like me. I think the other aspect is there are certainly many if not a majority of women who have a special eye for things that men don't see. And I don't think that's always gender specific, but I think it run tends to run gender wise and it's a different perspective. So sometimes it's just a matter of bringing in a different perspective, whether that's an eye for detail or aesthetic. You know, I certainly know men who have better eyes for detail and aesthetic than I do, but I do, I know I've hired a lot of women who, who are just naturally visual um, that get it. One person who has benefited from Hillary's view of women in roofing is someone we would like you to meet. My name's Casey Atherton. I work for McPartland Roofing in Santa Fe as the project coordinator. And I kind of fell into roofing. I really, I met Hillary first and I kind of just fell in love with her and her vision. Uh, and then I kind of just jumped aboard um, and got pretty into it pretty quickly. Um, when I started for McPartland Roofing, I started as a receptionist. Um, so I was answering phones and scheduling appointments. Um, and then people would just, uh, something would come up or, you know, something would go on. And uh, I was like, I can do that. Like, I can pick that up. Like, I have plenty of capacity for that. And I kind of just like kept doing that. And I grew into like quite a few different roles into the company. From Casey's view, she sees the diversity of men and women within their company as a vital asset. However, there are some perks to having women in the field that she finds some humor in. Having women on the crew, it keeps the men um, a little bit more like on task and like on their toes. I guess we... We kind of have some like machismo, like masculine crews. And I think that it's, the guys can get together and be like pretty buddy buddy and pretty like crass. They don't do that around women because they're very respectful. You get a big up in like professionalism, cleanliness, um, just like being on task <laughs> when women are in the field is what I can see. So there are benefits. And there's challenges to having female installers. And Casey has a unique vantage point to see these challenges in real time. I think it can it can be hard to recruit and retain women uh, to be in roofing uh, just because, like, culturally in the field, I don't know that they're always as respected. They're second-guessed. They're not always listened to and heard like their male counterparts. And I think that's true of any industry, uh, but I think it's definitely true of construction and roofing in particular. So I think if you, I mean, 
the workplace is obviously better off with women and other people in it just because you're if you have all of the same type of people in a job you know there's all of those people can do the same things and see things the same way so you benefit by having a wider span of people in in the industry i think you retain them and you recruit them by advocating for them um, and creating inclusive workspaces um, that accommodate them and hear them and give them opportunities to grow. You know, we know that we have probably the highest numbers of substance abuse in roofing, you know, in construction, but in roofing, it, it tends to be pretty high as well. And childcare is a thing, whether, you know, you're a single parent, um, and gender, of course, doesn't matter. So, like, you're a single parent, you're a single parent. I, I've certainly been on multiple kids' uh, emergency contact list to pick up kids from work when I know that the they can't get off the job site. And I'm that's something that, like, I think everybody should be willing to do or have a backup plan. You know, we I've been working with our local chamber of commerce to subsidize childcare. We were talking about using that Chamber of Commerce state, you know, plan to get a few companies together so that we would we could have a childcare uh, option for employees. It's important to remember that there's more to life than just money, and if we treat people well and we care about the people, then you know the profit can come as it comes. And I think that's also why people trust that we're going to be around. Like this company's going to last, you know, but we, we retain a lot of employees that way as well. You know, there, there's a lot of um, stealing of employees, but being able to support people, I think will also help regain our female um, employment numbers. The most important advice I could give would be coaching, you know, it's little things in the way we speak the that gain respect um, that allow you to, as a woman, to be heard instead of being told, you know, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You 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 have a, don't have the experience. Whereas somebody who you may not have the roofing experience or um, knowledge, but I have seen some very powerful women, women in this industry, school, me, school, men, school, anybody around on the proper installation techniques or the right materials to use. Uh, you know, I, I have a friend who jumped up on the roof at 7 a.m. with one of my crews to teach them how to, how to use a product. Um, so I, I just think it's all about allowing yourself to be heard and making yourself be heard and encouraging other women that are either working with you or in the industry or you know your sister whoever it is to feel comfortable with their voice i have found personally that this community is also super supportive finding a community of women who are like this is a place for you um feels amazing 
There is no shortage of work to be done. The roofing industry needs the diversity of men and women in the industry. So grab your folding chair and join us at the table. Thank you, Hillary McPartland and Casey Atherton for sharing your stories with us. Hillary and Casey, we applaud you for all you have done and continue to do to elevate the roofing industry. You are extraordinary roofers. And we could not produce this episode without the help from our sponsor, Densdeck. Go to densdeck.com slash stop callbacks to learn all about how Densdeck roof boards help protect against routine foot traffic, future installs, catastrophic weather events, and fire. Also, you are enjoying roofing podcasts. So head over to Growing America's Roofing Workforce with my friend, John Esbenshade. He and his guests help roofing companies attract and retain roofing talent. And take a road trip with Heidi Ellsworth on her podcast, Roofing Road Trips. She is always sharing the latest news from the roofing industry. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone you know that needs to hear it. And hey, give it a rating in whatever podcast platform you are listening. This episode was written and produced for the National Roofing Contractors Association by Crystal Ribble and Advantage Music Production. I am your host, Jared Ribble, and as always, be well, be safe, and be proud of this great industry.